You're listening to Catholic Chicago Week in Review on Relevant Radio 950 AM and 930 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you conversation about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago Week in Review. Good morning. I'm Jim Dish of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Radio TV office. Happy to join you on Relevant Radio, 950 and 930 AM. Every Saturday morning, we bring you highlights of our local Catholic radio programs that can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 in the morning on WNDZ 750 AM. And of course, this past week, the COVID-19 outbreak was the main topic for our radio hosts. Holy Name Cathedral Rector Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi talked with the Director of the Office for the Protection of Children and Youth, Mary Jane Dorr, about how her office is impacted by the health crisis. Mark, our world has been turned upside down. It sure has. It sure Unbelievable. has. There was, coming in, there were no cars from uh, Bryn Mawr and Broadway all the way to the Outer Drive. Not a single car. And I'll tell you, Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m., I looked out the window of the rectory at Wabash and Superior. Two cars passed by, no cars parked, four people were walking. On a Saturday evening, good weather, cold, but no rain or snow, four people. Yeah, no, it's interesting because our youngest, who's 26, but she's special needs, so she's home with us. So I've been able to see Princess Diaries, Princess Diaries <laughs> 2, and, if, and a, few, a few other sordid uh, movies I never probably would have seen. So. On, on your own. But also what's interesting is we can talk about seeing people fight in the supermarket over toilet tissue or paper towels, but I'm hearing some wonderful stories of people looking in on, looking on neighbors, calling, and uh, we're doing things differently now, but here's the thing, there has to be solidarity among us, and I keep saying to people, with the help and grace of God, this too shall pass. Now, our millennial son, Matthew, taught us something in fact, yesterday, the Zoom, you know Zoom? Zoom is an online meeting uh, it's a, a capability. App, app. He and four of his friend couples had a virtual dinner via Zoom. Zoom. See, I'm not aware of what the capabilities of Zoom, but I know it's like um, gathering a meeting over the Internet. And they're adapting. That they're generation adapting. is adapting to how... They can fulfill the restrictions of staying at home, but also continue to keep There's going to have to be a lot of adapting moving forward. And here's the thing. Like when 9-11 happened, we were told, go to church, be together, and pray. In this case, case, we're told to separate because I hope people are taking, well, they are seriously, this whole coronavirus. It's, it's a virus we have never seen introduced into the human family. Therefore, we don't have an immune system build up to it. And I think the, the way they're going... You know, isolation, but just to be separated is very important. But again, we have avenues. We'll talk later in the program with Todd Williamson about, you know, we'll praying the Mass on television uh, via Holy Name Cathedral. Other parishes are doing it. But we have a tremendous first half hour lined up. Mary Jane Dorr. In fact, Hello. Mary Jane is very, very active Good morning. in the cathedral. Director of the Office for the Protection of Children and Youth joins us by phone. We'll discuss how her office is impacted by the uh, coronavirus We'll also talk about the USCCB announcing the establishment of the Catholic Bishop Abuse Reporting Service. Mary Jane, I know you want to be with us here in studio, but you are in the comforts of your own home, correct? <laughs> correct, I am. And it is just <clears throat> as barren here um, by the lake as it is 
um, coming down. It, mm-hmm. it, it there's just nobody around. Yeah, just it's uh, <laughs> you know it's uh, you've been you've been at your place for how many years? Where you live? Uh, four. And I've been here at the cathedral for four years, and we you know we have both have never seen such like it's a ghost town. Ghost town. Yeah. Downtown. It's just it's uh, amazing. I live in a <clears throat> excuse me large high rise. And um, through our building link, one of the uh, tenants here sent a message to everybody saying her and her husband are here. And if there's any senior citizens that need anything at all, to just let them know and they would help in any way they could. Yeah, That's wonderful. It, it, really. It, it's just people are going out of their way to help others. There's, um, excuse me, there's a quote Mr. Rogers had, had a quote when uh, there was a tragedy. What his mother said was, when there is a tragedy, always look to the helpers. Mm-hmm. That will be the solution to the problem, yeah. the yeah. helpers. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's just amazing. And so we are getting great stories, but uh, <clears throat> we need to continue praying. We, I truly believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. But right. this is the only way to go. So now, Mary Jane, in the office, you work with the Office for the Protection of Children of Youth uh, as a director. How have you been impacted by this whole coronavirus well, quite a, quite a bit, actually, because um, this is the time of the year we would be getting parishes ready to submit their parish audit, where every year the Cardinal asks that we verify that all the schools and all the parishes are doing what the yeah, updated requires. Right. So we, we, we find out from all our parishes and schools that how many employees they have, how many volunteers, and are they all trained, and have they all been had a background check. So it just lets us know that we're following the charter. So this year, um, we're all working from home. Um, my office is all working from home. We're able to do that. Um, we've heard from... Uh, site administrators who are very anxious to have something to do if they work from home. So they they want the audit right now, and they want to know what they have to do and how to do it. Um, we hear from other pastors who they don't have the capabilities to work from home. Right. So we have to figure out how that's all going to work out. And just because it's the way things happen, we have an on-site audit this year. Um, the auditors will be coming in the fall to review our processes, and this is going to be difficult. Now, do you, Mary Jane, do you have a message maybe to our listeners? You know, um, you're reading articles. So many kids are at home now. It creates tense um, situations. Many times people are making light of them in terms of you know, how parents have to deal with it. But any special advice to parents who are dealing with the stress of having their children home all day, all week, 24-7? Right, right. And one of the sad statistics in child protection is children are more likely to be abused in their home mm-hmm. than any place else. So, um, so there's a lot of concern about that. I think we just have to keep reminding each other and, and parents that you're, you're not alone. You have the power to be helpful. Um, can you... You know, the, the same old strategies that, that have been there for a long time, leave the room, count to 10, mm-hmm. walk away, um, have them walk away, teach your kids to walk away. Uh, what I tell my daughter, who has a five-year-old who is suddenly being homeschooled, mm-hmm. um, keep them busy. 
Yes. You need a list of things that you're going to do today, whether it's school or not. Keep them busy. Um, as a former lower elementary school teacher, it's like you don't want a lot of kids hanging around with nothing to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, Mary so, Jane, that you hit right on the head, and we'll talk more about this after the break, and that is, uh, you know, people are so used to being on the run. As one lady said to me, she said, our family is always in so many different directions. We barely sometimes even eat together. And now we're learning a whole new way of being with each other. And that has to be learned. Uh, with today's program, 312-255-8408. 312-255-8408. Our guest is Mary Jane Dorr, the Director of the Office of Protection of Children and of Youth. And please, any directions for Mary Jane. We'll be back after these messages. And the time is 8.09 on this cloudy Monday morning in Chicago. But God is with us. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Zupich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We cover all the latest guidelines and directives from the Archdiocese in regards to COVID-19. St. Barnabas School in Beverly raises funds for pediatric cancer research in honor of an alum who lost his life to the disease. And we have a feature on hospital chaplains and how they bring comfort to the sick and their families. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating, and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. 
Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago on your dial. Mary Jane Dorr, uh, here with Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Tracy. Mary Jane, what do you need to tell our parents and teachers at this time, at this difficult time for everybody? I think to um, remember all the, the strategies that we learned in the Protecting God's Children training program, um, the warning signs of abusers, and maybe to do the, to just be together and have, have fun. And remember, you're not, you're not powerless in this situation. You can't let fear and sadness um, overtake us, that, that there's always hope. We are doing the isolation as a positive thing to protect um, us and our families. And just to hold on to the to the hope that um, that our Christian faith, Catholic faith, teaches us. Can you uh, reiterate to folks, are there resources available through your office or online that um, maybe some contact information that they could there resource? Is, yes, there's um, on our Child and Youth Protection site, and you go there, you get there by going to the Archicago's uh, main website, and we have a special stamp called Child and Youth Protection. And underneath that, there's a Children Matter Network that has a lot of resources for parents in a lot of situations. Um, general resources, understanding the child's needs, um, everything that, that I, I would hope that if they have a question, they could um, find an answer there or find something. Another really good one for resources that I like is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Say that say one again, Mary Jane. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, their website might be their initials, NESMIC. Okay. Um, and um, if, if they Google that, their, their website would come up. And they also have children's activities and resources and, and things. It just, it just amazes me. You know, we live in a world today where we're so technology-connected and all that's happening, and that's a real plus because uh, I think people are feeling isolated and right. you know, knowing that there is now a stay-at-home right, right. Uh, junction until <clears throat> April 7th, and people are upholding it. <clears throat> but it means a matter of being together in a new way. And also I think I tell people, be nice to each other. Because right. it's so easy right. to get stress-filled and tension. Like you say, count to 10, leave the room. And, and um, accept the help other people are offering. I yeah. think that's important. Um, the Chicago Public Schools are making um, food available. So if your family's in that situ- situation, take advantage of that. Take advantage of all the things that are offered to you um, without a second thought. I-, I think that can help us as well. And I've been so very incredibly impressed by the first responders, uh, hospital staff, personnel, 
I mean, they are in the trenches right now, in quote, in the war zone. Mm -hmm. Is there there any training online that's available um, for folks? Like, you're probably not going to have any face-to-face meetings for a little while. (laughs) Right. One of the first things we did was switch our live training, our Protecting God's Children training program, to the online training. So anybody who is registered for a training class will automatically get um, an email from Virtus telling them they've now been um, assigned the online training, and they can do that um, on their computer at home. The thing is, so you know, we're, we're going to do that until the situation um, changes. You know, I find so interesting, Mary Jane and Mark, and that is how this came upon us. I want to say quickly, we were hearing about China. We were hearing mm-hmm. about Italy. We were hearing about Spain. We were hearing about Seattle. And all of a sudden, things start happening quickly. Right. And, um, and I, I keep saying to people, our world has changed. And, and it's, it's interesting that where do we go from here? And I keep right. saying to people, pray that God is with us to be with each other and to be unified. And I know it sounds, it's, it sounds difficult to be unified when we're separated. And it breaks my heart as rector of the cathedral. Our cathedral doors are locked. Right. And, you, and, and also on a Sunday morning, not to be with the community, to pray, to be with the people. And all of a sudden, you know, hugs have been exchanged for fist bumps, elbow bumps, um, five feet or six feet apart. But this is how it has to be right now because this is such a mean virus. Our number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Uh, call in with a question comment. Mark, take us to break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. We're talking to Mary Jane Doerr. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor. So your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marie Jokum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. 
This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park and at the St. Alby and Ada S. Nile centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities Adult Daycare Centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. We're back. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here with Mary Jane Dorr. Mary Jane, I'm a parent. Uh, My wife and I have a daughter. We're sequestered like we're supposed to be for the most part. Um, Many people have more young, have younger children. um, And sometimes in just a regular scenario, the pot could boil over in terms of people getting on each other's uh, nerves. And I know you had talked earlier about a few ways to deal with that. But what if there, you know, what if observationally there is a question of abuse somebody has? You're not, the kids aren't in school. You don't have the faculty. You don't have the principal. For the most part, most parishes are, quotes, closed. Where do, where do, uh, where does a parent go who really has usually a Catholic network to support them in, um, in, in rep- either, either dealing with or reporting abuse? Well, everybody should report abuse to the um, DCFS hotline, um, Stop Abuse. Now, what is that number, Mary Jane? Maybe you don't have a note no, 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 um, I do have it. Well, it's an acronym, and let me see if I can find the correct numbers for it. Um, That's okay for now. It's 1-800-25-ABUSE. Okay, 1-800-25-ABUSE. Correct. Okay. Correct. So that that would be that. And they also do um, welfare or general checks. Um, They don't always come and investigate... Abuse, they investigate abuse, of course, but you can. They can also do um, help care oh, and good, losing good. control. I, I don't know what to do. My kids aren't aren't well, and help a family figure that out. Could you repeat that number again for, for folks? One eight hundred twenty five abuse. And now, what if somebody wanted to contact you? What is your number, Mary Jane, at the office? We're not in the office. So um, I am monitoring my phone. Mm-hmm. I, I will get voice messages on my email. Um, if somebody wanted to call me, I'm giving out my cell phone number. Okay. Um, 312-505-0442. That number once again. 
505-0442. And that's for you, Mary Jane? Yes. Okay. And the thing is now, you know, here's the thing. We can talk about people being cooped up and crammed up, but this is also an opportunity to spend time with each other as family and to be creative and not just to be glued to the TV or the, your, your uh, iPad, but to spend time because, you know, this too shall pass. Now, of course, it can be each day seems long and April 7th seems so far away. Um, but I'm sure in your talking with people to be creative in being together because that's what a family should be. But it, now, hold on. No family's ideal. You know, trust me, every family, you know, has its ups and downs. Uh, no family is perfect and never will be. But do you, do you, do you offer any advice to people? Um, I think it's important to uh, structure your day, like I said, have plans on things to do, even if it's from uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, depending on when the kids wake up, to 8 o'clock, we're going to get up, make our beds, brush our teeth, wash our face, have breakfast. That's what we're doing at that time. And um, 8 to 9, we're going to all do a reading activity, or we're going to go outside for a half hour. We, we can still go outside, especially if you have your own mm-hmm. yard. Mm-hmm. Go outside, play, run, have a game with the kids. Um, learn to learn who your kids are. Um, I, I had one uh, parent tell me that, that I, she's, she's got a big job. She works hard. She has three kids, and she said, I really don't know who my kids are, and I'm yeah. taking that time to, to learn them now, to, to know them. And that's, um, that's what you do. And we also know we can, we can talk about children, but we have to realize the stress right now upon mom or dad yeah. or mom and dad in terms of light of people being laid off, uh, people's 401ks have gone down the drain, uh, we're moving toward a recession. So we have to be realistic and say, we can look talk about the children, but parents um, are under tremendous stress right now in their relationship. And sometimes it can spill over to the children. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's always what happens. Is what happens. The family stress, um, you, t- you take that out. So it's just important to, to identify your stress, um, know that it's coming. It's okay to walk out of the room. We're going to feel uh, isolated. We're going to be fearful. We're, we're, we're sad. Look at all the things that have changed and what I can't do and how my life has changed. And I think the, the biggest thing we can do is to just recognize those feelings and recognize that they're okay and that there are things we can do. And I wonder if it also might be looking at technology differently, looking at it as a plus Right, like, right. Like, for instance, last night our uh, son and his wife Zoomed us, and we had a wonderful conversation. They Zoomed a dinner with their friends over the weekend, a virtual dinner. But the other thing is grandparents out there. You know, you have a role in this. If, the, if your kids and grandkids are not right near you, there's FaceTime. There are ways to really kind of break up your kids and their grandkids' day by just visiting them via technology. Right, right. And I would um, also want to say... Over the weekend as well. Now, um, <laughs> I don't know if everybody can do this, but one of my daughters, my daughter decided one of the things she would do is they bought chicken. <laughs> say it again? They, they what? They, used, they bought they, a chicken? They bought chicken. <laughs> they have little chicks now and they're... Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they did. They're raising chicks. Oh my gosh. I thought you were joking. Or can do that, but uh, uh, well, that'll keep you busy. <laughs> oh my word! Maybe maybe I'll get a pit bull for the rectory. <laughs> we'll raise pit bulls <laughs> during this time. The cardinal would love that. Off you could have chickens in your courtyard. And the other thing we talk about activities to do is to pray together as a family, even five or ten minutes to pray together. Yeah. Scripture, a decade of a rosary. That. Something. So we need to bring this to a close. We want to thank in a very special way Mary Jane Doerr, also a very active parishioner at Holy Name Cathedral, who is the director of the Office for the Protection of Children and Youth, who has joined us this past half hour. Uh, Mary Jane, the work that your office has done for years, and going back to 1992, mm-hmm. you've really set the pace for the whole country in how Chicago has stepped forward to be proactive in this area. And again, the numbers for that one abuse hotline was was one eight hundred twenty five abuse. Correct. Correct. Okay, correct. and I just want to thank you very much. I know you're, in a sense, working from home. Please stay healthy. We'll pray yes, for you. Please. ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. You're listening to Catholic Chicago Week in Review on Relevant Radio, 950 a.m. and 930 a.m. Every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago Week in Review. Our thanks to Mary Jane for joining Father Greg and Mark for Catholic Chicago. Let me take this opportunity to tell all our listeners that you can attend Mass online by visiting our website, archchicago.org. We have daily Masses from St. James Chapel at the Quigley Center and Sunday Masses in English, Spanish, and Polish from Holy Name Cathedral. 
Cardinal Plays Supich will celebrate this Sunday's English Mass from the Cathedral. The Masses are available at archchicago.org beginning at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Now let's listen to a portion of our Focus on the Liturgy program, knowing, of course, that our liturgical celebrations are being impacted by COVID-19. Here's Divine Worship Director Todd Williamson and Liturgy Training Publications Editor Timothy Johnson. People are, um, as we all know, in Illinois, we're at a shelter shelter in, uh, in place, stay at home. Um, people are worshiping virtually. People are working virtually. It's, it's, it's just, uh, like I said, it's a new reality. Yeah, it's been uh, quite amazing to watch uh, the quick responses even um, in the last week from different parishes and people that are trying to outreach in virtual ways to, to meet the needs of uh, the faithful um, in really positive ways. So, you know, trying to keep us connected in this time of unrest in some ways and anxiety um, levels are probably a little higher and, and trying definitely to keep us connected um, to our faith communities and to help us to pray a little bit uh, more intentionally, maybe. Yeah, yeah, more intentionally, exactly. Uh, the you are you you're doing okay uh, as, as in this first week of of uh, sheltering in place. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. We've been working from home um, as many of us are. And uh, my mom actually over the weekend, uh, since you were asking, she's like, "Oh my gosh, she's going crazy!" And she's like, "How are you?" And I said, "Well." So far, this week, I've actually been doing well. I, I kind of like being by myself. So <laughs> You're an introvert, me. that's right. You're an introvert, so this this kind of, this is right up your alley. <laughs> but, and in some ways, it, it kind of reminds me, and, and it's provided a space, I guess, in some sense, but it reminds me a little bit of my novitiate, where I had limited contact, you know, with the world um, in some ways when I was, in, you know, studying for priesthood. And uh, it's given me a new kind of perspective on how to uh, create a rhythm for my day in a, in a new way, a new challenging way that I'm sure many of us are, are trying to do and figure out the new reality. So, so yeah, it's been been good. I don't know if I can do it for a few <laughs> for months, but we'll we'll see see how it unfolds. Timothy, you just brought up an excellent point. We as Catholics are people of rhythm. <laughs> we our, our day is is ordered according to the rhythm of prayer, the liturgy of the hours. Our weeks are ordered according to a rhythm of prayer, gathering on the Lord's Day for Sunday Mass. Our, our seasons are gathered and ordered according to a we we are a we we are a people of rhythm as as catholics and and as you just noted we got to get used to a different rhythm right now yeah it's so true and since you brought that up i was reading over the weekend uh you know different facebook posts which i'm sure many of us have been spending time on social media and and there was an individual who was suggesting you know that we because of this time that we're in, you know, move the date of Easter or move the Lenten season until after all of this. And and I think what you said actually brings up a really good point is we don't we don't need to change our liturgical calendar during this time because we are a people that we are we are ordered, if you will, by the seasons, by the time as you were saying. And so we can still live in our Lenten season in this new reality. We can celebrate Easter 
um, when it comes, even though we won't be in our parish communities and sitting in our, our favorite place in the church or singing our favorite hymn with the rest of the community, but we can do that at home and we can keep and continue to mark time because in some ways that's what's, that's what's familiar. That's what is constant. And to keep in that rhythm, I think, is going to be a great benefit for um, all communities. Um, families and individuals alike. Oh my gosh, what a what a what a great what a great thought, what a great insight, Timothy, in in terms of uh, just getting a, a a different perspective on where we are with all of this. Um, I, that, I think that was a great insight for 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 our listeners. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think anything we can do to maintain the normalcy, and and I love that's one of the beautiful things about the liturgy is even though. I'm not sitting there at Mass or in a community praying the hours. I can sit and pray morning prayer. I can think about it being, you know, the, the fourth week of, of Lent, the fifth week of Lent, you know, whenever I'm in these moments. Um, as Easter comes, you know, thinking about that octave of Easter, I can live into that moment by reading the scriptures of the day, um, by praying the office, as you said, that morning and evening prayer. And that rhythm really ties us to the universal church in a in a pretty profound way oh not, gosh, not yeah. just a, not just an idea but it 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 unites us with all of creation in a way that i think maybe we're being invited to think about it in a new way um and maybe for the first time for some folks oh my gosh yeah um it, it, just being that idea of being in community in in a new way so i mean that's this is where we are. Um, obviously, this is going to be the 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 topic for our show. Um, just how how to stay connected, how to pray, how to maintain uh, a sense of community in the midst of this COVID nineteen uh, crisis. Um, you you already mentioned a, a couple of I, I think really great ways that people can stay connected. This is a, a great opportunity for for uh, people to be introduced to the Liturgy of the Hours if they haven't been already. Now, you and I have talked about the Liturgy of the Hours on, on our show. Maybe just uh, yeah. f- for the for some listeners who might not know what the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, what, what that is, how would, you, how would you describe it? Well, I would say that the Liturgy of the Hours, um, first and foremost, is um, it is the public prayer of the Church. Um, it is that daily rhythm um, and, and you probably have heard us talk about morning and evening prayer, um, and certainly there are other hours, but those are the hinge hours. And it really is the prayer of Christ through the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit, in which we, the faithful, the baptized, we unite our voice to that prayer. And, and it has a particular structure um, that it follows, um, but it is the Church's prayer. Yeah. What helps mark a daily rhythm in our lives, that rising and dying, that Paschal mystery, um, it puts the words of Scripture upon our lips um, as we, you know, pray and either sing or recite the Psalms, um, and certainly um, uh, other Scripture passages, um, but it helps, uh, really helps us to meditate upon the mystery of salvation, ultimately. It does, it does. Let's break it open a little bit more after we take a quick break. To our listeners, we'll be right back after these messages.
Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We cover all the latest guidelines and directives from the Archdiocese in regards to COVID-19. St. Barnabas School in Beverly raises funds for pediatric cancer research in honor of an alum who lost his life to the disease. And we have a feature on hospital chaplains and how they bring comfort to the sick and their families. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on Catholic Community of Faith. I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnson. And we are talking about what everyone is talking about. We're talking about um, how, how we, we continue to pray, how we continue to be a community in the midst of the COVID-19 uh, crises. Timothy, b before we went to that break... Um, you were talking about the liturgy of the hours, and I love the way that you were describing them. Most, I think most Catholics who uh, might be aware of uh, the divine office, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours, those are all different ways of talking about the same thing, the same prayer. They think that it's, it's uh, well, that, that's, that's what the priests have to pray, and the brothers have to pray, and the yeah. sisters have to pray. 
and the deacons have to pray. But it, it isn't. You made the point that that's the prayer of the whole church. Um, one of the things that really didn't um, that really didn't come to fruition yet from the Second Vatican Council was the call for the liturgy of the hours to become the prayer of all Christians, all Catholics. And it re- and and it really hasn't it really hasn't um, come like I said it, it hasn't come to fruition. Many parishes will do it during the preparatory seasons, right? So there might be some parishes who had scheduled uh, they might schedule evening prayer once a, one night a week for the the season of Lent or for the season of Advent. Um, but it really, as you said, it really is the prayer of the church. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it is something that hasn't come to its fullest maturity yet. In, in, and, you know, and we won't belabor this, but if you look at the history of its development over the, the centuries, it's kind of had a rough go over <laughs> uh, different times of, of trying to be implemented. And, um, you know, the, the revision that we're currently using really been in place since the 1500s, this model. But if we think about it, in the early Church, in those first few centuries, um, and I won't say too much just because I have a history, but I'll, I'll try not to be too long. The community <laughs> gathered, especially on Sundays, so it wasn't just the priest. And so maybe this is a time to call, but people would go back to their parish church, the cathedral church, um, and, and they would pray. One of the things I actually studied in graduate school was Paschal Vespers in the 6th century in Rome. And it was this beautiful service where the people come back together, um, you know, to pray the psalms, to reflect upon the mysteries of Easter uh, through the psalmody. Um, so it is a great uh, tradition within our, our faith. And I do think after the Council, um, some of the challenge, really, why it, it uh, was difficult to implement for the laity was because for so long it had been the prayer of the clergy, number one. And number two, um, some of the catechetical, but the lack of accessibility sometimes. Right. And so there's a lot of resources on the market right now that, to help it be accessible. Um, and and I know that's some stuff we wanted to, to share as well. Right. It, it, and but for the listeners, so I, this is one of one of our suggestions in terms of how people can stay connected would be to. Um, to to pray morning prayer uh, and or evening prayer um, mm-hmm. and 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 if you think about it Timothy and we'll get to the re- we, there are resources we can tell people but if you think about it what a oh my gosh what a way to be united so l- l- just say that okay I'm going to pray uh, evening prayer tonight I will be united with Catholics around the world who are praying or have prayed, or are going to pray, yeah. that same prayer, evening prayer. It's, it's. Um, I mean, that that's that is a profound connection that we can still maintain in the midst of of this health crisis. Yeah, and it's uh, what I love about it, and, and I I don't know if I'll say this right, but it's you're actually praying the liturgy. Then, you know, you don't have to have a priest or a deacon there. Like you're you're doing it as a family, as an individual, and and you're actively participating, fully consciously participating in that prayer, united with everyone in the world who has has prayed that or will pray that. Right, right, right. And that's beautiful. Instead of um, necessarily, you know, maybe not just watching a live stream or a recorded thing, which, you know, we can talk about a little bit later, 
but here's an opportunity to to really pray with the church. So there are two websites I know of, ebrevery.com and Universalis. Those two websites will give you the uh, morning prayer and the evening prayer of the day. Uh, they'll, they'll give you the order. Um, uh, all three, all three Psalms. Um, and, and, and as far as I know, it's, it's one of the best um, presentations, easy to follow, easy to pray uh, of the Liturgy of the Hours. So once again, for the listeners, uh, ebrevery.com or universalis. Dot com. I'm, 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 I'm sure there comes. Um, you can... and, and there's also divineoffice.org, which um, is had stopped taking uh, new customers for a long while, but during the uh, this particular moment in our history, um, they are opening up their um, services services again. And to be honest, out of those the three that we've named, I mean they're all great and they all do wonderful things. I always find Divine Office a little bit easier to use, um, but, you know, check them out and see which one's easiest for, for you and for your family. Um, and that's, so that one's divineoffice.org, all one word, divineoffice.org. Excellent. So three resources. So th- these are the, the Liturgy of the Hours, the, the official pr- daily prayer of the Church. Um, people can pray it individually, but Timothy, you just made a great point. What about something like this, uh, families who are uh, sheltering at home, families who could pray the hours together? Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity um, to, even if you're not overly familiar with the hours, and it, it, it's something to just dive into and see what you can do. And it's a great opportunity for a family on a weekday or on Sunday morning to gather and set up a prayer space in their home with a candle or a Bible maybe cloth if you have a purple cloth, or white when we come to the Easter season, of course, um, and set up a prayer space and, and sit and pray the psalms together. Because it's a, not only is it liturgy, but it's forming, formative, it's catechetical, it's helping to form us in a rhythm of prayer and reflecting upon the day, the time, the season in which we are in. That's fantastic. And, I, I love the idea of creating a space. When we come back from this break, let's let's talk a little bit more about that for the listeners, to create a space in your house. We'll be right back. Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor, so your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. 
Hello, this is Marie Jokum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park, and at the St. Alby and Ada S. Nile Centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities Adult Daycare Centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. I am here in the studio, and Timothy is sheltering at home on the phone. Uh, and but we are still we are still talking about liturgy, uh, talking about uh, prayer, talking about um, the the rhythms that we keep as Catholics, even in the midst of COVID nineteen. Um, Timothy, right before that that break. Um, you were mentioning the importance of space. And when you and I were talking about putting, you know, planning for this, uh, for this show, you made that point and I, and, and it was something that I didn't even think about. And I, and I think, I think it's very important. So, uh, just for the, the listeners, uh, talk about the way, the way we were talking about it in terms of creating a space at home. Yeah. I think that, uh, if, if you don't already have a prayer space or some dedicated space um, for prayer, I guess. Um, I, I would encourage you, especially if you're in a family situation. I mean, anyone can do this. But I think during this time, it would be really great to set aside a space, um, again, with a candle, your crucifix, if you have one, or a cross, if you have one, or if there's a favorite image of a saint that you have, um, and create a little prayer space that you can go to um, and, and use it um, in a devotional, prayerful way, um, as you're praying liturgy hours, as you're live streaming worship on Sunday, whatever it might be for you. But I think being able to create that, and especially if you have kids, this is an opportunity and a really great opportunity to invite them to be creative and to think about um, what can we put in our prayer space um, and what, what kinds of signs or symbols will go there and talk about what they mean in your life. Like, what does the candle represent? What, why do we put scripture? Um, so maybe you have a table. Maybe it is just a little space on the floor. When I was a little kid, um, I would be doing this all the time without the permission of my parents or my siblings. So there were always all these little prayer spaces around our house because um, I was one of those children. Um, but <laughs> one of those. In- Somehow that does not surprise me. <laughs> that does not but, surprise me. Right. But it, but it was important um, for me because it was an expression as a child of what I understood my faith to be. So, right. you know, having our Marian statue or bringing the sacred heart out or whatever it might be. And so I do think it's also a comforting thing to, to create yes. a space that you can go to and, and, 
and kind of have it again as a constant um, for this time. So uh, with that, as you noted, that can be a, a place for uh, praying the hours. Um, but it, 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 it also would be the place then um, for the place where uh, our listeners could take part in something that Cardinal Supich um, d- uh, developed, put out this, this last week that I just want to touch on, because I think it's a great idea. Um, and and it's it's connected to the hours, and that's what we we've been talking about the liturgy of the hours. So the the cardinal put out a call for uh, churches to ring their bells at five specific times during the day: nine a.m., twelve noon, three in the afternoon, six in the evening, and then nine o'clock at night. So five times during the the day to ring bells, and for each of those hours. He gave up a, a, a prayer, a very short prayer. But for so, for example, at the 9 a.m., when when the bells ring at 9 a.m., the prayer is for all those who are suffering from COVID-19. The prayer at noon is for all those who are caring for someone suffering from COVID-19. The prayer at three is a short prayer for the first responders who uh, uh, care for uh, for all of us, particularly at this time. So, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So he's got a specific prayer at each hour. What a way to, to, to really be connected as a people of faith. Yeah, I think this is a phenomenal idea. Um, it, it, this is my nerdiness coming out, but it also makes me think of like the Middle Ages, um, <laughs> in, in the best sense of that, that the church bells would ring to call people to prayer, and that we don't, in our busyness of, of life, um, I grew up in a rural community, so we could often hear the, the church bells ringing, you know, through the fields and whatnot. That's a little harder sometimes in the city, um, but I, but I think this is a beautiful idea and a beautiful way um, for the Catholic community, the Christian community, um, to provide witness that there's oh, wow. a solid, oh, wow. solid, yeah, that, that we're in this together. There's a solidarity, and that we hold one another in prayer um, at these specific times. And so I, I just think that's great. It's like the Angelus incense, you know, that there were marked times of the day. The oh my gosh! Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, I think this is a great idea. And our thanks to Todd and Tim for their thoughts on liturgy, Lent, and our current health crisis. And another reminder that you can attend Mass online by visiting our website, archchicago.org. We have daily Masses from St. James Chapel at the Quigley Center and Sunday Masses in English, Spanish, and Polish from Holy Name Cathedral. Cardinal Blaise Supich will celebrate this Sunday's English Mass from the Cathedral. The Sunday Masses are available at archchicago.org beginning at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. They are also available on Facebook and on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash catholicchicago. Thanks for listening to us every Saturday morning on Relevant Radio, 9.50 and 9.30 a.m. I'm Jim Dish for Catholic Chicago Week in Review. Let's all make a special effort to reach out to friends and family this weekend. Stay safe, everyone.